Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back Back to to the the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning. A big welcome back to you. We're always so glad that you're here, and thanks for tuning in again or for the first time. Yeah. I just kind of like added that on to our intro. I didn't mean to. You know what? That's, That's the new intro. Oh, well, Devin told us. What did Devin say? Oh, oh he, he said, said that we, we should, should have, have a guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't done that. At so all. we record our intro and outro separate to when we have the mm-hmm. guest on. So when we when used to do, we, yeah, when we used to do in person, we would sometimes do the intro with the guest, but yeah, we, oh, yeah, on the Zoom, when we, we just, on the Zoom, we just do it separate. You know, it's, it's so that now we can like be ourselves. We're not like trying to impress a third person. No, we're never trying to impress just anybody. <laughs> we're just going to be our real authentic selves. Oh, blimey, Harry. <laughs> blimey, Hermione. We don't have any friends that are named anything but Harry and Hermione. Oh, uh, no. What's that? Uh, Her- Hermione, I'll come after the recording. Oh, bloody. She's there. <laughs> you did that in a very like... Uh, the doorbell. It, it was my oh, it was my it was my Hillary Duff British impress impression. You know how she, like literally any Hillary Duff, she's always like. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know she. <laughs> Speaking of Hillary Duff, our guest today is the biggest Hillary Duff fan. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> biggest Hillary Duff fan. B- uh, had a role in a big Hillary Duff film mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm he gets asked about all the time all the time he frequently it's probably the thing he's asked about the most yeah we'll get you'll get to that part of the interview yeah, um, yeah. we do have a guest today we have a <laughs> we have a guest today i always laugh because it's in the title i mean they know they Wonder, already know do you think anybody ever clicks and just doesn't know because like sometimes you know like are like with blah, 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 is at the end of the title. Like maybe Mm. they just look and they're like, last week they were like, oh, this one's about a goofy movie in Hocus Pocus. Maybe they didn't see the with Jason Jason. Marsden. Yeah, maybe they didn't. Who knows? But um, we can, we are happy to report that David was in perfect health through this interview. Things went really well. Um, We, Jason actually emailed us (laughs) after hearing our episode and asked asked how everything was. Okay, (laughs) which is so sweet, but- of course, we didn't, I didn't know at the time, David felt like things were going south, but didn't say anything. So we didn't, we didn't tell Jason in the interview that he was seeing stars. My mom was so nervous. She said, listening to us talking about it. Oh, your mom. It, it, you know what? After you told me, I was replaying it in my head, trying to remember when it happened. And I knew. But we're fine. We're fine. I'm fine. Grace is fine. And yes. John Billingsley is fine. John Billingsley is extremely fine. We chatted with John, laughed pretty much the entire interview. We say this a lot about people, but we, if we did not have, he had something going on. So we had an hour with him. Mm-hmm. But if we didn't have that time restraint, I feel like we would have kept going on an insane amount of time. What t- what's the timer for? I'm what's so the timer sorry. for? Okay, okay, my okay, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it. What's the timer? I had set for? a timer to send my mom a list of all of the people and their address for wedding invitations. Uh, did you guys <clears> all get your is. addresses into her? My mom's helping me make a spreadsheet because we're ordering our invitations online and you can attach a spreadsheet so they can put like, you know, really beautifully write the recipient's address. So my mom is going to help with the spreadsheet for it. So that's what that alarm was for. I'm so, 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 so sorry. Oh no. Wedding planning never stops. (laughs) I was going to say, I like can't even imagine planning a wedding because just with, just with life, normal life things, I have to be like, Siri, remind me this at this time. And then oh, my yeah. watch will tell me. <gasps> yes, your watch. I know. I, I have, I set alarms often. I have a lot of notes in my phone. You know, I like to be organized and I love a list. And I have a to-do list for every single day of my life. 
That's Every day I have one. So that's how you just stay on top of it, you know? And you know what? I bet John Billingsley loves lists. Segue back to John. Yeah, I'm sure he loves them. We're back to John. Um, you guys, we really had so much fun chatting with John. He's hilarious. He has amazing stories to tell. And again, you'll hear about his love of Hillary Duff. Yeah, he is one of those people that just, you just know. Mm-hmm. He's appeared in everything. Everything. And we Look touched on IMDb. we touched on a lot of his stuff, which was great. Yeah, it, but it was we of course couldn't get through all of it, but we loved hearing all the stories that he had to tell. And should we just get to it? Is it John's turn? Should we stop talking? Let's get to it. This interview is a little longer than normal, so you guys don't want to hear us blabbing right now. No, here he is, the one and only John Billingsley. <gasps> Hi, John. Hi. How's it going? John, can you hear us okay? I can hear you just fine. Well, John, thank you so much for doing this. This yeah. is David, by the way. Yeah, nice <laughs> to meet you. Nice to be met. A pleasure. <laughs> we had so much fun going through your IMDb and picking out things to talk about because you have been in some of our favorite shows, just making it oh, here and there. I've probably been in some of the worst shows on television, too. <laughs> we can talk about those. We'll break it up into sections. Okay, good. Our Best favorites and, the and then the worst. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if- My disreputable oeuvre and my less disreputable oeuvre. <laughs> well, we'd love to start out by, it's probably the most stereotypical question, but how did you get started in acting? How did you, would you always want to be a performer? How did you get here? I, uh, my, my folks moved around a lot. And uh, so at the age of seven, or eight, we moved from the deep south to uh, Connecticut. I talk like this, I had like this, I'm draw, and I lit. <laughs> so needless to say, all the northern children, you know, tried to beat that out of me, and I was, I was the <laughs> class pariah, uh, until we had mandatory school auditions for a, uh, uh, for Scrooge, for a Christmas Carol. This was the fourth or fifth grade, and I was the only kid who liked to read, so I was able to read off the page with some degree of, uh, of, of commitment. And I got cast as Scrooge, so I went from the, the outhouse to the penthouse, so to speak. Yeah. And in a brief period of time, when we were rehearsing and performing, I was suddenly popular. So uh, my, it was the basest of reasons to you know, become attracted to this biz. It was like, I want to be an actor. <laughs> uh, fortunately, my parents, A, uh, supported that uh, desire because they saw it was something I dug and they knew I was never going to be on the baseball team. So they um, they signed me up for acting classes with a couple of uh, former soap actors based out of New York and I commuted into New York, studied acting, fell in love with it for legitimate reasons and was <laughs> off, the, off the races. Uh, the only other thing I, 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 I thought about being a librarian because uh, I, I love books and I always like to cut school to go to the library and call my mom and say, I didn't feel like going to school today. Come pick me up in the library. But then I found out it was library science and that mm. there was a reason for that. It was like, oh, no, I just thought you got to stamp the book and like help. <laughs> Don't read that. That's trash. <laughs> and then I wanted to be a writer. And, um, and I went to college and studied with some truly great writers, which impressed upon me uh, how, how poorly equipped I was to be one myself. <laughs> process of elimination I had nothing left but acting I was gonna say John are those books behind you or yeah, I was trying to see that too are they like movies they're those all books. Are books those are books those are books wow. yes I, I, uh, I since I couldn't be a librarian I decided I would create mm-hmm. my own library so I've, I've got about uh, 20,000 books in the house and this is this is one 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 room wow I feel like we need to get you one of those like rolly ladders my wife wants to get me a book hat where I could just kind of like, <gasps> like the beer hat where I could just keep the book and the hat. Oh, yeah. Actually, she doesn't want that. She's afraid <laughs> that that's, you know, that's the, the mania is going to take me that far. She'll never hear from you or communicate with you yeah. again. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Collier Brothers, by any chance? The famous uh, people? Collier I don't Brothers? think no. so, but you got, enlighten you got, us. You got a few years on you guys. <laughs> In the 50s, uh, E.L. Doctorow wrote a novel about this called Bud and Homer. Um, but there was a, it was a very famous case, two guys, war veterans, uh, down on the, down on their heels, living oh, in a warehouse space, pack rats, 
and they were surrounded by giant stacks of books and magazines and newspapers. And one of them was blind and crippled and basically lived in a corner of the warehouse. And the other one went out and foraged. The guy who foraged came back one night, tripped against a stack of newspapers, was buried alive, and the other guy died. It's a oh, sad <laughs> Wow, what a, what a roller coaster we just went yeah. on. <laughs> that hit me like a ton yeah. of bricks. <laughs> but it, it, for a time, was quite a very famous story in the 50s, the Collier Brothers, you know, it's like, one, war veterans, alive, alive, alive. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, uh, fast forward to today, you know. My uh, God. Wow. We really yeah. went up and down there. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, long story short, that's pretty much how I'm, I'm going to die. I'm fairly convinced. I'm going to trip going down the okay. stairs, hit the giant walk-in, the giant wall bookcase, and be buried alive. Are you very cautious when you approach the stairs because of that thought? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, there are a few, a few occasions when I've been like, oh, no, no, no. it's <laughs> happening, it? it's happening. The day. It's happening, yeah. But you know, at 60, I can still kind of catch myself. I think I got like six more years. Oh, right? you're, yeah. you're, you're good, you're good. You're fine. Uh, I'm not I, tripping not, down any stairs. Now I'm going to go. Knock on wood, <laughs> knock on wood. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I tell my wife, neither of us want to go out before the other, so we're actually planning on a balloon accident of some kind. Oh, oh. I love that you have a plan. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to think of something that, one, it's like, you know, it's too late, we're committed. So it's like, once you're up in the balloon and you stick the needle in, it's like, there's oh, nothing oh. you can do. That's Cora. Cora likes to join oh, our hi, podcast. So hi, Cora. She's kind of backed off of balloon accidents of late, so now I have to think of something else. Like, <laughs> Got to get creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really loves to chime in, and clearly that spoke to her. That the oh, balloon accident the balloon spoke accident? to her. <laughs> it really, it made her get off the couch and run away too. Oh she's no! Terrified. Oh. She doesn't, John. She doesn't want that for you. She can I'm feel sorry. that that's she, not. Maybe she for doesn't you. want it for herself. Maybe she's just <laughs> like all this talk. If she doesn't have as many years as I have, how old is Cora? She's three. Oh well, she's gonna allow. Let me. I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, in dog year, I don't. Dog years are confusing. Even regular, even regular years. Let's say she lives seventeen more years. How much do I have? Yeah. She'll be dancing. Like, oh, <laughs> With all of these ideas in your mind and plans, who knows? Yeah. You only got one. You and... got one question out. This is what happens. I do an interview. It's like the questioners ask one question, and then I just reassociate <laughs> for an hour. And it's the best get... interview, honestly. We though. love that. Oh, all right, good, because we've talked about death. We've talked about. Some of the, well, you know what? I guess we have nothing left. We no, have no, no more no, questions. No, no, no. Anyway, so thanks so sex, much for coming on. Sex, sex, death, and taxes. I'm getting a refund. That was good news. I thought it, that's oh, always the best go. feeling. Yeah, I know. I found out today I am too. What a day for us. I know. And I, I always they send you want to look at the form. It's like, I don't understand. If I understood it, I wouldn't ask you guys to do it. No. Right. Oh, just, my God. Just I just say, where me. do I need to sign? Okay. I don't want to. I don't know what any of it means. You know, I always <laughs> you're, do. you're an actor, you're, you're incorporated. So it's even doubly, oh, more com doubly complicated because it's like, mm -hmm, well, my corporate taxes and my personal taxes. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Ask That's me another question. Ask me another question. I, I, I'll uh, let Grace take the first one because this is <laughs> her right. favorite show. Well, we're just going to go right from taxes to Gilmore Girls. They really go hand in hand. Oh, Gilmore Girls. You know? That was infuriating. So, <laughs> infuriating. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was Rory's English teacher until their next episode when all of a sudden she had a handsome, hot English teacher who hit on Lorelei. It was like, Wait, Max Medina? Wait, so that's what happened? It was, wasn't that Max Medina? Wasn't he the first one? I, I stopped watching it then. <gasps> he was over it. Fuck oh you. my God, John, I'm sorry we brought it up. <laughs> we can move right along. I still get a residual check, but yes, it's like, there I mean, you go. On. She's a transfer. It's not like she can willy nilly say, I want to go into the hot teacher's class now. Come on. <laughs> She's got to finish my class. Well, I was going to say, when researching it, you were literally in the second episode I know. of the show. I know. And then, so when did, Ma I'm pretty sure Max Medina came the not long after. The third episode. The next episode. <laughs> That's oh, why no. I was so irritated. Did you know when you filmed that? No, I, did, I had no idea. No, okay. I, didn't, I was just, you know, I, some, some time afterward, it was like, hey, wait a minute. This is a <laughs> that was supposed to be some, me. I'm playing with the English teacher. I'm the English teacher. <laughs> You should storm. You should have stormed back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The gates were barred against me in many studios. Just goes to Warner <laughs> Brothers yeah. outside the gate. Yeah. yeah. Bring back the first guy. Bring back the first guy. Yeah. Well, do you remember, John? Were they actually at Warner Brothers for the first season? I thought for some reason they 
filmed on location for Chilton, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I honestly don't recall. I, I seem yeah. to remember it was on a soundstage, but um, I don't I don't remember. It was a, okay. a long time ago and it was only one scene and I was in and out pretty quickly. Oh. Um, well, we're going to write a letter. For the reboot, uh, you're going to come back and yeah. fall in love with Lorelai. In the reboot as a nun, I think. She's oh, really? Oh, she was? Yes, she was one of the little nuns in some sequence. I don't know. I, you know. I'm actually now watching that show in, in, in streaming film. So I'm I'm only about eight episodes into the first season. I so just did that cool. over the summer. I did my first time ever watching the show. I binged it all. Yeah, we we liked Mrs. Maisel so much. I I thought, you know, I never did actually really watch. For one thing, that show is enormously frustrating as an actor because when you audition, I'm sure you've heard this, they're notorious for making you audition at a clip because they want, you know, all the dialogue. They want to try and cram in four jokes to every other show's three. Um, so, um, and it's very dense material. Yeah, they talk they talk a lot and they talk very quick in that show. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, so it's, it, it can be kind of a frustrating show to audition for. Um, actors tend to want to try and be a little more off book than they sometimes probably should be for an audition. And it's very easy to go up when you've got a, kind of got a sense that the room is saying, speed up, speed up, speed up. Go faster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, you frequently see these, these blanched faced actors coming out of an audition for the Gilmore Girls going, I went up and I fucked it up and I couldn't find my line. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds so stressful. Oh yeah, and even Amy Sherman Palladino, she's amazing, amazing. But her some of the like terminology she uses and how fast you have to talk. I am a huge. I loved Miss Maisel as well, and I tried to imagine myself learning the dialogue, and it just goes over my head. I can't. Yeah. It's so much yeah. to learn, and it's yeah. so fast. But it's yeah. so good. Well, as a, viewer. a little bit like that. I mean, certain shows. Have, I mean, every show has its own challenge. But mm -hmm. uh, the shows where the writers are, uh, you know have a firm hold on on the style of the show. You really yeah. have to understand what the music is and how, how clipped it is, how quick it is, how precise it has to be. Mm. Sorkin is notorious for like, buh, buh, buh. there's no pause there. Or buh, buh, buh. you said, oh. there's no up in my. Oh my gosh, wow. that already makes me, you know, like the few, like I, I did go to acting school and I remember even if you go off book for a little bit, there were some directors that were fine and some that it was the end of the world. And then you get in your head because you were just focusing on getting the words right and therefore not necessarily performing your best. Yeah. And oh my gosh, it's yeah, a whole spiral. Like, uh, um, um, uh, yeah, I was on Star Trek, of course. And so, you know, they're very persnickety. Every, every word has to be just right. Even the alien, oh, really? you know, the gibberish that you think, it, but it's like, what do you, but they have a little pronunciation guy. Oh, I was going to oh, ask wow. that. Yeah, that like, was it difficult? It's like, oh, no, 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 the accent is on. See, but there are, you know that the diehard fans watching would know if it was like a just gibberish that maybe the actor made up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes they did themselves a disservice because in their, in their analness, and I say this with all the affection in the world, they're dears and I love them, but uh, sometimes I kind of felt like, oh, come on, guys, lighten up a little mm, bit. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes actors, in particular, uh, uh, particular kinds of shows, need to feel like they have a little wiggle room. Um, uh, Stargate, for instance, you know. Now, granted, that has a more comedic tone, but um, I did an episode of that, and they were like, "Oh, that's yeah, just just riff." Two <laughs> times, you riff. It's like, really? What? <laughs> What's that? And I got to do it with a very wonderful Canadian comic actor, so we got to we got to play on that, and that was great fun. I was going to say, so probably fun. such a nice break, too. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the nice thing about being an itinerant in a way is that uh, is, is no matter what you're, if you're having an unpleasant experience, it'll be over soon. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Go on to something else. God that's, forbid you should end up on a series that you don't like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because you were in over 90 episodes of Star Trek. Imagine if you hated every single yeah, day. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And, and, and famously, I mean... Uh, Again, I've never met the guy, so far be it for me to dish, but what the fuck? He's a, he's <laughs> yeah. a, he's watch this. David Caruso, of course, is notorious for being, you know, just like one of the biggest vault mics in town. And so the woman who played uh, his, uh, you know, second on CSI Miami was like, she, you know, she was like miserable. It's like, I'm doing it for my house. And now oh my I'm God. doing it for my parents' house. And now I'm doing it for my sister's house. And then when I get my brother a house, I quit. 
Oh. oh my God, she just came right out with it. It's only for houses. She needs yeah. everyone needs a house. I embellished that story a little bit, but you know, that's I'm going to pretend that that's exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's more I, fun. I mean, there certainly are people who, like, you know, they're hanging in there, biting their teeth because it's a misery. I mean, you know, Yikes. it's an intensely, intensely demanding job. It's mm -hmm. so many hours. And if you're lucky enough to love the people you're working with, it's great fun. And if you're unlucky enough to not like the people you're working with, it's like, thank God for the fucking paycheck. Yeah. yeah or, <laughs> or thank, been, yeah. Been very lucky. Been mm. very lucky. That's great. Or, or even, I guess, that's a positive side to kind of, being on a bunch of episodes of different shows is you get to go for maybe a day or, or a week or so of shooting and then you have that experience and you can move on yeah, to the next. And, and you can see as a guest star the shows where you kind of could go, I'm glad I'm not on this show. It may be yeah. a hit, but I'm, I'm glad I'm not on this show. I, 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 it, the set is too tense. There's too much agite, you know. I did NYPD Blue a couple of times, and although they treated me oh, very yeah. well, and I, and I liked it a lot, um, it, it, David Milch was notorious for um, changing the lines on the fly. Oh, wow. The reason Jimmy Smith's left the show in, in mm. large part is because it's like, uh, enough. Uh, you know, yeah. you the whole scene and you're just handing it to me as if I can glance at it and memorize it. I mean, a brilliant writer, Deadwood, you know, and a brilliant yeah. writer. But very few actors, James Woods comes to mind, but very few actors have that kind of ability to just go, I got it. You know, most of us have to actually sleep with the goddamn thing for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a set I would not have wanted to be on because there was a lot of tension there because of that. Oh, has wow. there has there ever been a show or a movie that you went and worked on that you knew of beforehand or were a bit of a fan of beforehand, and when you got there, it was different than you thought? Um, like, does that happen often? Not, not too often. I mean, you you never can be entirely sure because there's so many variables. You know, one, it's a you know if if, if most shows have seven to 10 these days, series regulars. So it depends upon the scenes you're in. I just mm. did an episode of a show, Station 19, and the, the three young leads that I got to do my work with, for the most part, were, couldn't have been more charming. Yeah. Have been more charming. But there are seven other series regulars. Mm -hmm. And and perhaps if I'd worked with one of the others, it might not have been as much fun. Different experience. You just don't know. You know, Wait, Grey, Grey's Anatomy. I was going to say, speaking of Station 19, you've already been in that world in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah, and that was a really good illustration. You know, there's a big cast and it, you know, you can have a great experience depending upon who you're working with and the, and the day they're having. That's um, true. Some sets like uh, NCIS, Mark Harmon, um, and frankly, the Star Trek show I was on with Scott Bakula, the number ones set such an amazing tone and there's such great captains of the team that um, it really puts a lid on the possibility of too much um, acting out on the parts of some of the other actors. Uh, so you can usually count on a pretty good experience in those instances. Mm. That's good. And conversely, and I won't, I won't name too many names, but there are <laughs> other shows where the number one's kind of a dick. Yeah. And if the number one is a dick, number seven's probably gonna be a dick too. It's just gonna all run down. <laughs> Runs right down here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel I've heard like interviews with actors or actresses before and they say a similar thing where I'm pulling out a name, say Tom Hanks is number one on the call sheet. He sets the tone yeah. for the rest of the people there. Yeah. And people, you know, even as little things, which isn't little, but showing up on time, you know, say yeah. the, the yeah. main, the lead yeah. is there on time, the other actors or yeah. guest stars feel yeah. like they can, as they should yeah. as well. You know, and all the crew's names. I mean, if it's a TV show and you've been around for a while, it's such a, you know, so much of it is based on the idea that you're actually able to build a real familial bond with this great True. mass of folks. And if number one, uh, remembers birthdays and remembers kids' names and is very concerned about making sure the crew gets out at a reasonable hour and make sure the actors come to set right away and don't loiter in their trailers. It goes a long way. Mm. That's true. Let's lead by example. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, mean I, I, I didn't have, you know, I was primarily a guest star in my career. I, I was on four, I guess, again, four or five shows, I guess, but, but uh, you know, most of them were short-lived. The nine, I tried, even though I was still number seven on the call sheet, but I tried because it was a big ensemble. We were all supposed to have gone through a bank robbery gone awry and, you know, we're, we're frequently on, on, the, on the lot together, on the soundstage together. And I, I said, okay, everybody put in a buck, you know, whoever comes to the, or I, rather it's like everybody, everybody show up and whoever comes in last has to put 10 bucks in the hat. 
And, and, <laughs> I love and that. At the end of the day, we we pick the money out of the hat, and whoever you know, whoever picks the the winning number gets the the take. Oh, that's it was, fine. It was a way to try and like you know, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't keep people waiting. The cruise the cruise hours are brutal. Brutal. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, actors have it easy compared to crew. Mm. Uh, I do have to ask because you did make an appearance in one of my favorite shows of all time, Angel. Of all oh, yes, time. I was, I, was, I was eaten, I believe, at the end of that episode. You were, alert. You were I was going to say, I actually just like rewatched the show recently. And as soon as I saw your name, I was like, wait, I swear that's the werewolf episode. And it was. It was. I'm yes, so sorry yes. for um, your death at the end of that episode. <laughs> He's become easy go, you know, the checks don't bounce. I die a lot. I kill a lot. I die a lot. You know? <laughs> Frankly, on television, you're either the murderer, you're the victim, or you're the red herring, 90% of the time. So, <laughs> Do you, you prefer to be the murderer? <laughs> you haven't touched on any of my child molestation. I, I, my, my, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm known for. <laughs> I've molested more children in Hollywood than any other character actor you'll ever meet. That's actually our next question. No. <laughs> Tell us all about. <laughs> I don't know how that, I don't even like kids. It's like, wh why am I... <laughs> I don't know. Well, I what look, is the I stereotype? Even I even look like a child molester. The way oh I'm God. <laughs> For God's sake, this is just completely. John, oh. you're doing it to yourself. With the zip, yeah, flip the, <laughs> yep. You want a popsicle? I've got a popsicle right in here. Oh my um, God, you have an ice cream van in the part in your driveway. I know, I know, I know. I know. It's it's you know the first got the first job I got out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I was auditioning. In college, of course, everybody thinks they're a leading man. It's like, oh, Hamlet. First job I got was a retarded boy with cerebral palsy who didn't have any lines, but he did urinate on stage. I was like, I'm off to the races. Like, You're in. This is You're it. in. You've done it. Mom and dad, I'm a star. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> career has begun. Um, so yeah, so I did, you were about to ask me, would I prefer to be a killer or the killie? Yeah, would you prefer to be the murderer or the victim? Uh, like, which is more fun? Murderer, of course. The murderer. The murderer murderer just as in life would, would you rather kill somebody or be killed <laughs> that's by a very good that's point fair. that is a fair kind point. of a no-brainer isn't it I... that's that's definitely fair i think we're all on the same page there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay <laughs> moving along murderers molesters <laughs> um we mentioned a little bit you talked about star trek what was it like being in such a long-running show it is beloved by so many people well, of course, we were the iteration that killed the franchise. So I, I oh, love it. <laughs> they all lasted seven years, except our version was like, wah, wah. Um, Dang. <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, in fairness, I mean, uh, it, first off, it, it was great. Uh, I, you're very lucky to get on one of those shows that has, uh, you know, franchise attached to it mm -hmm. because you're also going to suck off the sugar tip for the rest of your life. I mean, I. The greatest gift it gave me is I can travel the world and uh, go to conventions. I've been to New Zealand and Australia and all over Europe and all over the U.S. And we were the show that killed the franchise, for God's sake. Wow. Um, <laughs> so that shows you how <laughs> Star Trek fans will pay for an autograph from anybody. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, and you can pretty much barge into any bar conversation and, and somebody will not only accept it, but they'll buy you a drink. Like, excuse me, you know what? Star you Trek. <laughs> Where's my scotch? I was on Star Trek. Star Trek scotch, yeah. hand in hand. I'm just picturing you walking table to table. Just oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you drive my, that my, for me? my poor long-suffering wife who's like, oh, you're such a whore. Please like, stop. You knew, you knew it when I married you. Actually, the other thing that was kind of wonderful, she's an actress, too. She was a General Beckman on, um, on uh, uh, Chuck. I don't know if you ever watched oh, Chuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love Chuck. Yeah. She's Why didn't I know that already? She's been on a bunch of been on That's a bunch amazing. Of stuff. That's so cool. So she started going to conventions with me and it, at first it was very much like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. And then, then, but she said in the back one day and I made some joke about the other actors being gassy and she said, pot calling the kettle black. Oh no. <laughs> at which point it was like, come up here, little lady. So from then on in, we had a doubles act. Oh yeah. 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 And I've always I've always loved low vaudeville. So, you know, she once she got into the into the into the swing of it. Now, now, of course, now COVID, we don't get to go I know. Out. But sure. pre-COVID, it was like the seltzer bottle, the cream pie. <laughs> Who in the audience has the audacity to come up on stage? Um, so yeah. So a uh, long answer to your short question. I loved being on Star Trek because of all the things it allowed me to do. 
the people were great. It was unfortunately, you know, the umpteenth iteration after Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. There was not a break. Mm-hmm. By the time our show came on on UPN, which was a dying network, mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of Star Trek fatigue. And UPN, um, because it was a dying network, didn't have the same contractual relationship with a lot of the affiliate stations that most affiliate stations have with the network, which means that the affiliate station has to show whatever the fuck the, the network says you got to show. That was not the case with UPN. So we were frequently preempted. We went to San Antonio for our first convention. It was like, there are three people. Where is everybody? Oh, San Antonio doesn't show it. They, they preempted for high school football games on Friday night. <laughs> So, uh, so our ratings, needless to say, you know, for a lot of reasons, some of it having to do with, I'm afraid, the fact that we just, it, we, it wasn't the greatest show. We got better, but mm-hmm. the first couple of seasons were, were hit and miss. So the ratings were like, oh! Oh, no. <laughs> and we managed to make four seasons, primarily because UPN didn't have anything else except wrestling and us. Mm-hmm. It's like, if we leave, we're taking the network with you. Everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we almost made 100 episodes, which was close enough for, for syndication. So, so it, it's been nice on the ancillary markets, you know. But, uh, are, are you a Star Trek fan yourself? No. 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 I'm not a, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't hold up my nose at it or anything. But, I, no, I, wasn't, I was not a particular Star Trek fan. I'd watched the original series when I was a kid after school but you know yeah, so yeah just because our game comedies and abbott and costello and whatever <laughs> the fuck was on i certainly didn't watch any of the you know next gen or deep space nine or voyager i was busy I had a yeah sure so I, I did have a pal who was kind of a star trek savant so he kind of gave me a crash course and you know everything i needed to know about who's of this and what's of that and yada yada why do these guys have four years and blah 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 uh, and of course <laughs> yeah. down years I've, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten to know enough and I've gotten to know all the actors. So I've watched a little bit of each of the series just so, because I know them. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a total, uh, you know, like moron when it comes to Star Trek, but I still couldn't like, you know, what is a dilithium crystal? I I don't don't know. Yeah. (laughs) We're with you. We're not sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, you need them for the ship. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, speaking of conventions, have you done any of any like Zoom conventions or zoom meet and greet yeah sense. a few a few i mean not my you know uh not my favorite i'm happy yeah. to do them uh, but you know the fun is the is the uh it's a stage show sure and i really like the stage show i miss i was a stage actor for many years and i i kind of gave it up when i got into film and tv and, it, and it's fun it reminds me of what i used to love about being on stage oh that um, is fun yeah so but yeah no the the i, I i've done a few of the Zoom things, but uh, you know, primarily just because I, I think it's nice for the fans to not feel so completely disconnected. Oh gosh, yeah. Every, especially everyone feels disconnected from everything right now. So <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I help to run a not for profit as you know, and so I, I honestly I feel pretty damn connected. I it's like I get up in the morning and I start having meetings, and I'm I'm in meetings all day, mm. and and. Yeah, it's funny because in the social service world, it's like I have to learn how to not be a smart ass because it's like, all right, this is about poverty. All right. <laughs> Get your serious face Put on. on the face. Yeah, yeah. I'm the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition, so I'm expected to, you know, have a certain amount of sobriety, which doesn't come easily to me. But yeah. Best I can. Would which you... is how I come to know you, Grace. I know, but yeah. I was going to say, I mean, of course, I know about your amazing work and what you guys do, but would you mind sharing a little bit about it for our listeners? Yeah. Um, for uh, I'm, I'm the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition, which is a 34-year-old organization that's devoted to um, helping folks who are going through tough times get a great meal, among other things. Over the course of the last some years, we've also expanded our capacities so that now we rescue a lot more food and we share it with other not-for-profit organizations. So we're rescuing about a million pounds of food a year. We're working with 60 or 70 other not-for-profits to try and buttress and augment their own programs by making sure that they've got good food for their clients. Um, Additionally, the people who come to us every night, we all comers try and provide a great five course meal, no questions asked, no religious test. Um, We also try and help with uh, a variety of other uh, services, emergency services such as clothing, shoes, and 
tents and sleeping bags and bus passes and laundry vouchers and et cetera, as well as uh, medical services. A UCLA medical dental van comes to the campus uh, every week. And we try and hook people up to other uh, social service organizations for, for bigger macro needs, uh, housing mm -hmm. solutions, job solutions, et cetera. And, and you know, a lot of what we're really kind of, and, and what, what attracted me to the organization, what I've been really focused on is, is the idea of coalition building is working closely with other not-for-profits to try and collectively figure out solutions that one individual not-for-profit can solve by itself. Mm -hmm. And that ranges from identifying more food sources to growing a robust volunteer base to kind of spread out over the, a lot of different, you know, service providers. Um, a necklace of refrigeration across the city so that there's that, that food can be rescued and land somewhere. Um, transportation. So a lot of what we're trying to do is, is keep building our capacity to build our capacity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, because my dad and I were there not long ago, but so COVID affected the meal service. How are you, how did you guys have to change things with the yeah. pandemic? Yeah, because we, uh, we were a, um, and, and our ultimate goal is to have a, a campus of our own where we really can provide, in essence, restaurant service to people who are living on the streets, you know, oh. that they, they would be able to come in, sit down, be served at a table, choose from a menu. Where we were before COVID hit was we were able, we still had to have people come through a line, but we always had a choice of multiple entrees, various salads, uh, multiple desserts. They got to sit down. We had some limited table service to refill their beverages. Unfortunately, when COVID hit, of course, you know, it was yeah. it, it had to immediately, like overnight, go to a to-go model. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so our amazing executive director, Sherry Bonanno, and my wife actually uh, did a lot of tremendous work to figure out how to, uh, in essence, put the individual options in their own sealed compartments and put mm. the whole thing into a bag so that the food wouldn't get sloppy and messy. We really value the presentation as much as anything else. Yeah. And we figured out how to turn it into a to-go service. Mm. That's great. Desperate, desperate to get back to being able to provide table service again. But, you know, obviously, I, I, you know, we're not I there. know. Yeah. It's impossible to know, but hopefully soon. And of course, as the vaccines become more readily available to everybody, yeah, that should yeah. hopefully lend a helping hand to you guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the Brazilian variant, the South African variant. I mean, it's, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm vaccinated. And, and yes, there was a tremendous relief as an older person to know that, you know, that, that at least, at least I'm a little safer, but, but in terms of what our culture and what the world is going to go through, I think there are still a lot of, um, you know, a lot, yeah. of hurdles. Mm -hmm. a lot of hurdles. Yeah. I like Bolsonaro, this idiot in Brazil, whose response to the whole thing is like, yeah. um, unfortunately there's too much of that in the world. And, and, yeah. I know. and so we'll see, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see we're gonna stay hopeful we're, we're in a better shape we're in better shape now than we were a few months back yes. can people get involved and help out in any way absolutely no one of the things that really attracted me to the organization is that it's it's extremely volunteer friendly we need people to come in every day and help us cook we need people to come in every day and help us serve we also need people to come in and in our second space, which is where all the food we rescue lands to be sorted, cold, processed, and eventually distributed. We need people to help with that process. Hmm. And we have a, a large board. People are, are welcome to come and attend board meetings to learn a bit more about us. And we frequently introduce people to some of the more macro-centric uh, issues by inviting them to serve on board committees as adjuncts or to come to a variety of community tables that exist where different people representing different not-for-profits come to talk about food, uh, food and security related issues. Mm -hmm. So you get involved oh, cool. top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. I'm sure yeah. Grace might have some of the links that we can share whenever we post this. Oh, absolutely. Well, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. If, if you don't, what I will do is hook you up with Patrick Hudnut, who is our program um, coordinator, and he can okay. get all the links and the, and the you know, various and sundry bits and bobs of info. But oh perfect. my gosh. We yeah, love we'll definitely that. Yes. post all those cool. and direct people yes. there. Oh my gosh. You guys Thanks. do such amazing work. We're going to spread the word as, as much as we possibly can. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's, it's I don't know why. It's because, I mean, I had incredibly, I was very lucky. I had very loving parents and I always felt like I was backstopped. It was like a safety net to go through life and have a safety net. You know, I just always yeah. felt like, boy, there before the grace of God, if I didn't have that, I was a, I was a stage actor. Mm -hmm. There were years I made $10,000 or under. 
Yeah. I always knew which grocery stores offered free samples. I always celebrated if I found a quarter under the sofa cushion. I always knew who'd buy me beer when I walked in the bar. Mm-hmm. I, I always felt like, you know, I, I never thought I was poor, but I was poor. And so mm. to me, the idea that, you know, one in four people in America, one in five, it depends upon how you view the statistics, is food insecure, isn't really entirely sure when they wake up in the morning, what they're going to eat, when they're going to eat, how good it is going to be, whether it's going to be enough. And the richest yeah. country in the history of the world is just a shock. It's shocking. Oh, yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if you think of a social safety net, it's like, you know, you can plummet through a lot of, a lot of different layers of the net. Boom, 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 boom. But to you plummet through being able to eat, then you mm-hmm. that's when you that's when you've smashed. Oh, so yeah. you know that's got to be the first thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, we will absolutely spread the word. If anyone wants to come volunteer, we'll let them know where they can do that, where yeah. they can help yeah. out, and come join o- you guys. Ofoco.org is our website. <laughs> org. And we have a little, little, uh, little magical sign up genius thing that allows you to sign up to fill a take a shift. Oh, great. Oh my gosh. That's really great. Any of those three functions. So it's very easy. There's no training. You just, you know, if you like me can't do shit in the kitchen, because I couldn't, (laughs) we make a delicious fruit salad. That's what I did. I would sit there for hours and make a fruit salad. And it's a very friendly, warm, fun place. Mm -hmm. Serving is serving. I mean, anybody can do that. And it's lovely to get a real sense of the, you know, particularly when we were indoors, you get a real Mm -hmm. sense of like satisfaction from knowing that you've actually been able to give somebody maybe the only good meal, maybe the only meal they're going to have that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And the exchange, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, Thousands of pounds of food come in, get sorted and cold and labeled, blah, 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 and out to a wonderful organization. Uh, there's mm-hmm. just something very satisfying about it, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And just there's a real sense of community there too. Yeah. yeah, I've been a few times, and of course, when you were able to serve, different situation, but there's sure. such a warm, welcoming presence there. Yeah. And even just with the guests that are coming to eat everyone knows each other. You get to know each other, you know their name. And like we were saying with the actors at the top of the call sheet, it's all has the same principle that just treat each other the way you want to be treated yeah. and like a human being. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. 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 Well, well, we will leave all of those links. Thank you guys. And spread it as much as possible. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you. And a uh, quick transition back into one of more projects Absolutely. that you did. <laughs> Sorry. We we both used to be tour guides at Warner Brothers, and so we would always love pointing yeah. out the True Blood bar. Uh, <laughs> so the True Blood back. People in the went back, nuts for away. that. It would That's always oh be we would like we wouldn't even have to say They'd what be show like, it was. Marlots, yeah, so we're like it's not even dressed. There's nothing on it, but people <laughs> loved it. Uh, God, I hated shooting that show. Did you? <laughs> Tell uh, us uh, why. Tell real, us why. <laughs> Well, for one thing, the second season was the season in which the uh, Michelle Forbes as a sorceress of some kind, a demoness, mm-hmm. has the entire town under an erotic spell. Uh-huh. So we're all basically, we're all prepared to just fuck anything that moves. <laughs> so, which sounds like great fun, except, you know, you're, you're naked, you're shooting at night, you're, you're, it's cold as hell, and you've got these, we've been taken over by the demoness eyeballs in, so you can't see a goddamn thing. Um, <laughs> I'd come home from work and I and my wife would say I'd be like four in the morning and my wife would greet me the next, you know, at lunch. So uh-huh. What'd you do last night? It's like, eh, took somebody from behind. I rubbed chocolate cake on some gal's tits. Awful. He said, "Oh, fuck you!" No, I say it was. It's freezing out. She ended up. Oh doing my some, god. She ended up doing some uh, Lords of Salem. This movie called Lords of Salem. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which she wasn't going to do. It was a, it was a, 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 a um, I can't remember the name of the director, but he's kind of like a horror movie auteur director. And uh, and they asked her to come in, and and it was there was going to be a bunch of like uh, Macbeth like witches mm-hmm. in the first five or ten minutes of the movie who 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 end up um, you know blah 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 killing somebody, and and then there's a curse that goes down the centuries. But they all had to be naked. And and I, and I said, Bonnie, you're auditioning for this. <laughs> You are going to find out what it is like. What it's like. (laughs) I went through it, now it's your turn. Because it's a fucking desert. It's cold outside. Yeah. So yeah. So she she got the job and and she got the job. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, and I I confess I was mean. I was gonna say, was she mad at you for it? No, oh she had it coming. She had it coming. Uh, (laughs) no, no, no. It's like if if you're not married, either of you, are you? 
No. no. She's engaged. I'm yeah. engaged, oh, not engaged. yet, though. Okay, well, give, give it 20 years. You'll see. There's nothing <laughs> There's nothing that you are more more enjoy. It's like, ooh, <laughs> I get to give it. I get to give it to my spouse. <laughs> <laughs> Ever, the takeaway from the podcast episode. Yeah. Uh, right. there was a, there was an episode of True Blood where I had to be uh, I had to be dirty dancing with uh, with an extra and uh, th- this this gal was an interesting interesting person. Um, <laughs> she uh, whenever they they cut she would like uh, you know one, one she was like oh, hold me for warmth it was like we have bathrobes for that let me yeah. get away hold from me, me for warmth she, yeah but she she also was like they, they told her to like you know she was like supposed to be kind of like half clothed so one of her breasts was covered and the she kept trying to reveal the other breast because extras get paid by the breast so it was like oh she, so every time the camera be like she'd be like you know i think i can get both breasts on camera it's like oh my god cut cut while they're watching one breast i think i can get both i'll i'll pay you 50 bucks to just, just, just keep it away <laughs> <laughs> my gosh yeah well, what an experience that was. Yeah. I know that they filmed some here and some on location. Were you in scenes that filmed in LA? Uh, yes, I, it was mostly in LA, some in, uh, in, a, in a dreary little Louisiana town. Yeah. In, uh, I can't, Shreveport, I think. Okay. Shreveport, no, I, don't, I, I would not, that's not, should not be on your bucket list. Don't go to Shreveport. Don't go there. Okay, I'm going to remove New, that New Orleans, is, New Orleans is a blast. Nothing, if anybody is listening from Louisiana, it's not that I have anything against Louisiana. <laughs> just Shreveport. <laughs> Everyone uh, in that town right now is just. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm well, well hated in Shreveport. <laughs> don't ever go back. There's so many. <laughs> that's our. <laughs> Well, if, if anybody from Shreveport is listening, you can leave. <laughs> it's not like it's an electrified fence around the town. We're going to get um, so many letters from Shreveport. Oh, my God. They're, uh, that's our biggest fan base. Oh, uh, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, We're man. a very niche podcast. Uh, very niche. That's my luck. That's my luck. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, in you know, here in L.A., they, they shot a lot of, because the, the Merlots, but then the exterior for Sucky's house was in, you know, kind of like bumfuck up, uh, up, uh, up the five aways. Oh yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that's where in the second season, the climactic, you know, the demoness is going to, is going to kill Sam and, uh, and I can't remember how he saves the day, but, but the, <laughs> the orgiastic, you know, ex- excess reaches a preposterous crescendo. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fuck. There's not enough money in this city. You know, it was an experience. And I, it was an experience. It was a cold and miserable experience. <laughs> uh, people were very nice. People were very nice. Cora's just as upset as you are. Cora had to leave. Although, I have to say, Suki, now Suki, when in that very season, um, <laughs> the dogist must have seen that episode. She knows where I'm leaving. She knows, she's she's so ready. Excited. She's waiting for it. She's waiting. So I, I, uh, I, I, in the throes of you know of of carnal delight, I'm trying to grab Sookie and and pull her down to the floor in this you know ghastly mansion with rotting meat and what have you, and and the look on on uh, Anna Paquin's face of just like, must I? Like, oh, hey, no. you know, I'm I'm right here. I'm right here. You're an actress. <laughs> just like, give me a fucking break. Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! Like, you know, there's nothing worse than you know if you're a character actor and you are called on to to have some kind of of scene of carnal delight with an ingenue is yeah. they can keep the distaste off their face. They're oh no! Used to making out with the hunks and the num and you know number one on the call sheet. It's like, why do I have to kiss the number seven guy? I oh my to- gosh! Oh, that's the. Oh, I hate that. Well, I will. I will tell you one funny story, which is I was in uh, a pilot for a show that didn't get picked up. Um, teen comedy. I can't remember what it was called. And I was the. Uh, I was the villain. I was the the corrupt private eye. Ooh. And I had a scene in which I was I was making out with this like you know va 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 voom type, and and we're kind of leaning on the desk, and the desk is missing a leg, so this grip has to be underneath the desk. Uh, holding it up like you know oh my god so i'm leaning on the desk and i'm making love to this woman and, and for various reasons it's cut go again cut go again she's got razor burn it's like you know I, i'm having actually not such a bad time <laughs> cut, go again. and this this grip looks up about the 15th tank and he looks at me he looks me in the eye and says i hate fucking actors <laughs> well you know 
sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. right. What are you supposed to say? So what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, somebody's got to hold the desk up, man. My like, God. Yeah. I say I like crew members, but there I was being so so ruthlessly cruel to a crew member. <laughs> well, uh, really, what a job. Pretend, pretend the phone isn't ringing. I was going to say, if you need that's to take okay. it. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, it's Shreveport. Hold on a second. Oh, God, they've heard already. This is Hello, live. I forgot. Is. I know. <laughs> Hello, we only go the, live to Shreveport. That's it. No else mayor of Shreveport calling. <laughs> Who else? Who have I not? I've got 50 minutes left. Who have I not trashed? Yeah. Who have I not trashed? Insulted Anna Paquin, Shreveport, <laughs> David Caruso. God, who else? I'm, yeah, I'll wonder. I'll, ne I'll never work in this town again. <laughs> well, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. We, I think right. we have like you've got two 14. more things on here that oh, we have all questions. Right, all right. All right. Well, you've got 14 minutes of my time. So, okay. <laughs> we can do this. We can okay. do it. Um, you played Mr. Rothman in a Cinderella story, which is <laughs> one of our favorites. It's we love that movie so much. We love that movie. Our listeners love that movie. What was it like filming that project? No one has ever asked me a Cinderella. Really? really? Oh yeah. We're we we also just love anything Hillary Duff is in. So that, maybe that's why we love it so no much. No one has asked me a, a yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to say. I, I, I kind of, they, they said I, I resembled a frog and the only thing I could think to do is to flick my tongue out. <laughs> as far as I know, that's the only thing. The you only got the job. Thing. Well, you did a great job. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't even know my character had a name. I'm I, like, I just thought it was teacher. You have a name, Mr. Rothman. Mr. That's Rothman. what we're here for, John. We'll tell you who you played, wow. when it was, what it was wow. called. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I, okay keep going. We'll right I'm glad. I'm glad that we got one that you don't get asked a lot about. <laughs> I, that's a first. No one's ever asked me about Cinderella story before. I'm. 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 Yeah. I've been in a lot of. <laughs> oh, I've been in some stinkers. Um, my heavens, Oedipus. What? Oh, what was that one? That's one of the very first things I did that a, a friend of mine actually did back in Seattle in the early '80s. Uh, Shredder Orpheus. The premise was name. the Orpheus and Eurydice story, only Orpheus is a skateboard artist and Eurydice is a rock and roll singer. And uh, oh. yeah. It, okay. Yeah. It wasn't really that good though. It was more like, oh. Uh, yes. And I played, uh, I played uh, Orpheus's uh, uh, frantic agent. That, that's footage that I hope never materializes. <laughs> it seems like you play fun roles though. Like they're never boring. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I try not to. I try, that's you know, it's like if nothing else, don't be boring. Yeah, there you go. Well, you always have on, a story I to tell. I played on Six Feet Under a man who was so boring that his wife hits him on the head with a with a uh, a frying pan and kills him. Oh God! Oh. Another you know, death. Six Feet Under starts with the death every week. Mm. I was a, I was the death of the week. You obviously. Oh my lost, gosh! You know? I haven't. I've never seen I, the show. No, I haven't. Did you even see the very special Hillary Duff episode of Six Feet Under? Are you serious? Do I look serious? Yeah. You look That's serious. usually when I'm not serious. So she's not. No, I'm not serious. John, if I was there was a Hillary Duff. We, we would have known about it. We would have known. I'm, I'm, I'm a professional actor, so I can. You, that was oh good. We, we saw it. Yeah, I know. You, 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 I could have <laughs> fucked with you for like easily five or ten minutes. Oh, yeah. It was oh, just, honestly, though, you could it, have. It was a season three. Oh, no, she's a great part. I had no idea she had that kind of chops. <laughs> I believe dog. you right now. Yeah. The dog believes you. The dog is running off to get that episode right now. <laughs> She loves Cora's also she a huge Hillary Duff, Duff fan. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's a huge Hillary Duff fan. The podcast. She's very I, vocal. I, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever met a huge Hillary Duff fan before. Actually, that's two. Thank God you found each other. We found I each know, other. We did. We found each other. Did you find each other in some kind of like you know Hillary Duff like uh, website? Just uh, a Hillary Duff fan club. <laughs> just a fan club. Just and we're the only two in it actually. Oh. <laughs> it was just our fan club. We're just we're co-presidents of it. Um, oh. Yeah, we'll leave the it's link. a great time. Our, our <laughs> weekly meetings are great. Oh. <laughs> They're just pretty much this. <laughs> These are our meetings. Wow. Wow. And then one other thing I wanted to ask about, it's not anything you acted in, but you're a voice in the game Superman Returns, which I used to play all the time. Oh. What is a video game recording like? Um, it, it must not be too memorable because I didn't even know I did that. I was going to say, on, John, did list, we just tell you? It's listed on your IMDb. Sometimes <laughs> well, we have found yeah. a lot of times that oh. IMDb is wrong whenever we oh. bring we, we something sometimes up. Sometimes there's a someone. few fact checks. What's, yeah. the, uh, what's the character's name? Do you, does it have it says you're Metallo. <laughs> yes, I was Mattel. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought that was Spider-Man. I, I, yes, I, I was a villain on Spider-Man too. Um, it's boring as shit. Because, yeah, <laughs> it's boring as shit because all all you have are the cues. I mean, you don't like mm. you don't act with anybody. So you stand in a booth and and you basically are just like, go away, <laughs> again, go away, again, go away, again, go away. Okay, moving on. Come on in, again. Come on in for uh, like hours. <laughs> it's it's just like so not like a glamorous day for you. No, blow your <laughs> I never was a voiceover guy. I never cottoned to it very much. It's a it's a whole world of its own. The folks who are good at it, more power to them. Mm-hmm. I have a voiceover agent. Whenever he calls me, I pretend I'm not. I'm not. I've <laughs> That was him who just called. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was him. <laughs> but no, he does not live here anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, not my, not my. I mean, you know, every now and again, there, there was something I did, some podcast called the Left Right Game, mm-hmm. which, uh, which, if you're at all, at all, sort of genre creepy fans, you might dig. So yeah, I even I kind of dug it. It's, uh, it's a game <clears throat> that apparently is sort of a real game when you go in, when you go in your car. And it's like take a left, then a right, then a left, then a right, then a left, oh. then, a right, then a left, then a right, and see where you end up. Oh, Ooh. and there's a podcast about it. Yeah. So they play the left-right game, and they and and there's like a, an urban legend that if you just keep doing this long enough, you will end up in an alternate universe, and they do. Ooh, that actually sounds really interesting. That sounds and, really interesting. It was kind of cool. And Tessa Thompson was the lead, and uh, and I had a nice I had a nice part until I died. Spoiler alert. Um, you you got to stop dying in things, John. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's going know. on? <laughs> and if they kill you, they catch you, and then they throw you in jail, and you still don't get to come back. It's oh like, my god! <laughs> you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. I know. I don't want to leave you guys because when I leave you, I have to go into like a, a like you know board governance meeting. Oh no! We, do you want us to just well do you, can keep, you keep we'll talking? Just, we'll we'll I don't join. Know. Do you want us to come there? <laughs> talking for another six minutes. I'll join right at five. We'll ask if they've seen a Cinderella story. I don't want to get the board governance any earlier. It's even worse. I have to run it. It's my meeting. But you, know. oh, so you, you can't miss it. I'm the president of the board. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I try and like just see, can we, get, can we get through the whole meeting just making jokes and not actually doing anything? But yeah. No. It doesn't really work. The other part of my brain kicks in and like kicks the other part of my brain in the head and says, get to work. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, John, this has been so much fun. Well, My face hurts yeah. from laughing. Thank, thank you so you much so for doing much. this. My pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we hope your meeting goes well. Thank you. I appreciate you dig- <laughs> digging out some of the most the most dreadful chestnuts imaginable from my checkered, That's what we're here for. My checkered oeuvre. <laughs> All well, right, be my... safe. Thank you again. Thank you. Sorry, Shreveport. Oh yeah, I know. We're, we're gonna have you to do very some... nice foliage. I will say that. Oh, there we go. Okay, there we go. We're gonna have yeah. to do some damage. We'll work control. on our damage control there. Don't, we'll get our PR team stop, on it. Stop for dinner. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. It's bye. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice okay, so I feel like John is ready to be the president, co-president with us of the Hillary Duff fan club. No, I really, really think he's ready. I mean, he. Towards the end of the interview, he didn't even want to go to his other meeting. He wanted to stay on and chat <laughs> primarily about Hillary Duff and his role oh as Mr. God. Rothman in his in a Cinderella story that he that he totally loved. It is funny because like if you haven't looked him up, like literally just go to his IMDB. It it's the list is insane. Yeah. But then like to do something where it's like that's like, you know, he even said like his one scene on a Cinderella story, like we know it because that's our mm. favorite movie, but something it was probably like a day for him. Oh, and also can we talk about the fact that he could have possibly been Max Medina? Right. I am shook by that because of course he was in the second episode ever of Gilmore Girls, and then Max appeared in the third. That heartbreaking but it's fine because he went on to do true blood which <laughs> he got oh. to be, have all of those crazy experiences star it, trek of course the interview made me want to go because i only watched the first two seasons of true blood but now i, I kind of want to go back and watch finish it i know i haven't even my brother loves it and it is a show that i'm like 
start it, start it. And quarantine should have been the time. It's not. Know, guys, life's going back to normal so quick. No, it's <laughs> Things going. are opening up so fast. I wasn't I ready. Know. <laughs> Here I know. we are. We're, David and I are both on our first, oh, or we got our first vaccination. We didn't mention that in the intro. We're vaxxed. On the we're very half, same day. We're half vaxxed. We're half vaxxed. We didn't even plan it to be on the same day, but as our birth in 1992 was on the same day, same time, we got our vaccinations in the same day. Same day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And very on brand with the podcast, I'm sitting at the Ralphs in Burbank. Oh, yes. Getting- <laughs> I forgot about this. Getting my shot. And I, I, I okay. Let me set the scene. There's the pharmacy and the grocery store. You walk into the grocery store. There's the checkout lines on your left, the pharmacy on your right. I go to the right, check in. Got it? Got it. I'm, I'm doing the hand motions with David. I'm taking myself there. Okay, okay. so checkouts on the left, pharmacy on the right. I check into the pharmacy. I sit down. I look over to the checkout line. Who's at the checkout line? Coach Bolton from High School Musical. <laughs> when David told me that, I said, did you yell, what team? I was so close <laughs> because I had just watched... He did a TikTok where it was like, you know, that one where people are like dancing slow and then dancing fast that like, my neck, da, da, da. Anyway, he did one of like, when people call me by my name versus when people call me Coach Bolton. And I so bad wanted to just yell Coach Bolton, but I'm sure I've told this story on here. I saw him at Chipotle years ago. My brother and I were there and I did yell, what team? I I yelled it right at him and my brother was mortified. And he he just like back. He looked at us and smiled. He's probably used to hearing it. Oh, and he Bart. didn't he didn't say anything back, but I took advantage of the opportunity. I really went for it. You know how sometimes I get when I get word vomit, it just comes out. It's mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. I wish so bad that I had recorded a video of you meeting Kimberly J. Brown. I know what a moment that was. <laughs> Guys, it's Kimberly J. Brown. You tell me. Oh yeah. Oh, and there's, who was it? Said. Who was it that we had? Laura Bell Bundy. You were so nervous about bringing up the fact that you like had seen the play in person. And it and meant then, so much to me. I know. And, and then Grace told her everything. And then Laura Bell had to like step to the side to go, um, I think like feed her son or something. Mm. And Grace just mouths to me, was that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, sometimes I get really excited and this is why we do this podcast. And we're so grateful to even be able to talk to these people that we admire and love. So sometimes you just have a little fangirl moment. What can what can you do? Just wait till Hillary's on. We will be kind of speechless, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, the first time. I feel like we've gotten so much better. Like if you listen to some of our first, especially some of our first like bigger interviews, like from, from Joe from S Club to even this one, I feel like you can tell that we're trying to get more professional. With Joe, yes. there was no holding back. Oh my gosh, there was no holding back. My fiance even said to me, so in our last episode, if you hadn't listened to it, we interviewed Jason Marsden, who has done a lot of a lot of work, but um, specifically he was the voice of Max Goof from a Goofy movie. And it's my fiance's, one of his favorite movies. And for Halloween one year, well, it was, I'm good. I want to say last year because the past Halloween I know, didn't it exist. Didn't... The one before that, when David and I were Lola and Bugs, um, he was Max Goof. You all remember, there's photos everywhere. Um, he dressed as Max Goof and he was like, I kind of wish you told him. And I told Tim that it dawned on me in the interview, but there is a moment where David and I like, don't say it to each other, but we don't want to fangirl so much. So I didn't know, I didn't say it. Maybe I should have. God help Hillary the day she comes on our podcast. I know. Hillary and Sarah Michelle Gellar. We're just going to have to work up to it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a day that'll be. Anyway, you guys, we really hope you enjoyed John Billingsley. Yeah. He was so much fun. And if you want to go give him a follow, it looks like he's most active on the good old Twitter. On Twitter, he is at jbillingsley60. And of course, we talked to John about this. He shared so much amazing information, but he is on the board, the president for the Hollywood Food Coalition. And make sure you go give them a follow on Instagram. They are Hollywood Food Co. They also, they have a link tree. Y'all know we love a link tree. tree. Click the link in their bio. We'll take you to their link tree. And you can see right there, they have a donate button. So if you want to donate and help out, they also have a volunteer sign up button on their link tree because we talked to John about how to let people know how they can help out. And of course, they have an About Us, which will take you to their website. So you can learn about them. They're such an amazing... 
amazing organization. They help so many people and they, as John said, always need volunteers. So go to their Instagram, Hollywood Food Co. Their little, their, their um, logo is so pretty too. It's got like, it's like a sunset. Um, but click the link in their bio to their link tree and you can donate, sign up, or just learn more about them. I'm definitely going to go check that out after we get off here. Because I know you've talked about it a lot. Yeah. So, um, God, not to get off into a whole other thing. My family has a foundation called Pennies from Kevin, and we we host fundraising events to raise money to give back to organizations like Hollywood Food Coalition that help the homeless. So we have worked with them the last two years for our 5K. My dad and I have gone and volunteered. Of course, COVID has made things difficult, but as John said, you can still go and help. So go to their Instagram, Hollywood Food Co., and volunteer. It is just, just the best thing. It's do so it. and rewarding. It's, and like, if you can't afford to give money, you can just yeah, go give your time. You can just volunteer your time. So go check that out. And then, you know, if you want to hop on over to us, we're just, if you want. We're, we're also on the Instagram mm-hmm. at, at BTTB podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, 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 we're on Twitter. We're on Twitter at BTTB podcast. I think we're on Facebook too. We're on Facebook at back to the best. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> we're also on TikTok at Back to the Best. At Back to the Best. So we're almost okay, to ten thousand followers. If you guys could go <gasps> follow us on TikTok, we're yes. less than five hundred away from ten thousand. Yes, go follow us on TikTok. And David, is there like a place? Ugh, I'm just feeling lazy. Like, where can I just go and access all these things at once? Oh yeah, yeah. you know, we don't even have to consider yourself lazy. If you just are with someone who maybe just likes a one-stop shop, you know, everything in one place, you can head right on over to our website. It is www. That stands for World Wide Web. Bttbpodcast.com. Thank you so much. I'm I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, you should definitely check it out and stay tuned. Stay be- tuned. <laughs> because we are both half vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And two weeks after I got Moderna, she got Pfizer, but we're still friends, even though we have different. Um, yeah, companies. we can just relate to almost everybody now. Yeah. Like just- we got, we have both sides. We've either one, you know. But so I get my second shot May 7th and she'll already have hers. And then two mm-hmm. weeks after that, we will be fully vaccinated, ready to hug and vlog. So hugs and vlogs. So go <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube channel now, youtube.com slash back to the best and stay tuned for our new vlogs coming summer 2021. Guys, the comeback's going to be huge and we cannot wait for it. We are so, so excited. <laughs> And then once you've done all that. (laughs) All those things. I feel like I'm exhausted. No one knows what to do at this point. Follow John. Follow the Hollywood Food Coalition. Follow us. And then tune in next week. (laughs) And then tune in. And then come back next week. We're still going to be right here. (laughs) I'm exhausted. We're going to be right here. And we are definitely going to be taking you back to the best. We're always going to be doing it. Okay. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Toodles. Bye, bye, bye. bye. I didn't even mean to. Bye, Oh, we're going to talk bye. about Fearless Taylor's version next week. Next week. Tune in. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs>